Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor of Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And today we're continuing in our journey through the Gospel of John. And today we're in John chapter 5. And we're we're, we're going to spend a, a number of days in John chapter 5. And what we're going to find is uh, Jesus is going to, he's going to perform another sign. Uh, another sign that shows who he is, his identity. And the fallout is going to be a lot of controversy, and we're we're actually going to get an extended um, teaching piece from Jesus, and so we're we're going to let Jesus speak for himself for uh, for much of our our time together over the next few days as we look at John chapter five. Now uh, let me let me invite you to jump in. Let's look at just beginning in chapter five, starting in verse one. And, uh, and here is where we're going to begin. Let's talk about this healing. It says uh, in verse 1, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is, a, there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roof colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, paralyzed, one man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. So they're all gathered around this pool and and we're going to see why we're going to see why in just a moment. And as they gather around this pool, there's there's all sorts of people with with major issues. They need major help. Verse 6. When Jesus saw him, the man who had been there for 38 years, lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, "Do you want to be healed?" The sick man answered, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, and while I am going, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed, and walk. And we'll just time out for a minute because we might need to get our mind around some of this. So there was a um, there was a belief that when this pool was stirred up, there was like an angelic being would come and stir up that, that pool and the first one in could be healed. It was a common belief in that day. And so this man, he's invalid. He can't move. He can't get into the pool. He says, whenever there's an opportunity that potentially I could be healed, someone beats me. I, I have no hope. Jesus says, do you want to be healed? And this man doesn't really even answer the question. He just says, I have I have no hope. There's no way I can be healed. This is the man's response. Well, Jesus turns to him. He says, get up, take up your bed, and walk. And at once, the man was healed. And he took up his bed, and he walked. Now, these are legs that have not moved for 38 years. This is not a, uh, this is not a, a sleight of hand, trickery, fake miracle. This is not, um, you know, acting like you can pull someone's leg enough and, and heal them so that you fix their, their stride or that one leg's longer than the other and you can heal them by pretending that you lengthen their leg. There are modern day uh, faith healers that, that have this kind of a, um, this ploy. This is nothing like that. This man, his legs have not worked for 38 years, almost four decades. He takes up his mat, is able to stand and he walks carrying his mat. Here's where the controversy begins. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews, and this is really referring likely to religious leaders, not just the Jews in general. The Jews said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, the man who healed me, the man said to me, take up your bed and walk. He's like, 
I was healed. I just was, you know, I'm following the instructions. I'm just going along with it. I, I, I can walk, guys. Hey, guys, I don't sure if you noticed, I can walk. That's not on their radar. He is violating Sabbath in their mind. He is violating uh, man-made laws built on top of the scripture. They asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? Now, the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. So Jesus withdrew because there was a crowd, and he's not looking to gain the, the favor of a crowd. He's not trying to draw a crowd, but he, he performs this sign. This sign, it's a miracle, but it's a sign that is meant to reveal who he is. What does this reveal? Well, it reveals that Jesus can heal someone who's lame, who cannot walk. It reveals that Jesus, um, he, he governs over the Sabbath. He, he outranks the man-made ideas that are built upon this, the, the, the rules that, that uh, the, the Jewish people have laid upon the Sabbath. You know, in the, in the Talmud, the, 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 there is actually, this is laid out. Now, this was likely assembled about 200 BC. And so this is um, writing that reflects the laws, that, the kind of laws that were in the Jewish people's mind in Jesus's day. It might not have been written exactly like this, but, but let me just show you Mishnah 2. It says, the principal acts of labor prohibited on the Sabbath are 40 less one. That is, right? That's what this means. So, so 40 less one. So they list out 40 minus one acts that these are prohibited on the Sabbath. Now, I'm, I don't think I'm going to read all these, but look, sowing, plowing, reaping, building of sheaves, threshing, winnowing, fruit cleaning, grinding, sifting, kneading, baking, wool shearing, bleaching. Maybe I will read them all. There's <laughs> uh, just all these different activities. These, these were prohibited on the Sabbath. Keeps going. Uh, separating two threads in, in a wrap or warp, uh, tying a knot, untying a knot, sewing on with two stitches, tearing in order to sew together with two stitches, hunting deer, slaughtering the same, skinning them, salting them, preparing the hide, scraping off the hair. You, you get all of this. There, there's even writing that's prohibited. Well, let's keep going. Building, demolishing, demolishing in order to rebuild, kindling, extinguishing fire, hammering, and here it is, transferring from one place into another. This is likely the, the, the law that the Jewish people had in their mind. The Jewish leaders, when they look at this man, they say, you were violating Sabbath. It's not that, they're, he, that he's not keeping the Sabbath holy before God. He's not violating God's laws, but he is violating man-made laws that are laid upon the law of God. And this is what causes the controversy. Jesus is healing on the Sabbath. And, and so they're, the, these Jewish people, they're, they're so wrapped up in the, the careful law-keeping, man-made law, not God's law, that they fail to show compassion in any way. They, they, they miss the, the reality that a man who has been lame for 38 years is now, he's now walking. What is, what is our takeaway for this? What is the ancient way for our modern day as we consider this, and this is going to, we're going to flesh this out. There's a lot more to this story, but but as we stop right here, what is the significance? Well, the significance is Jesus can heal and that Jesus, he he's the governor over the Sabbath. He's challenging the Jewish man-made laws, not God's law. He's going to fulfill God's law perfectly, but but he is, he, this is where the controversy is going to begin between the Jews and the religious or the religious leaders, these Jewish religious leaders and Jesus. 
this is all part of a, a trajectory. And the trajectory is going to end with these Jewish leaders being so threatened by Jesus, hating Jesus so much, he's crucified. And this is a sign. This is a sign about Jesus' identity, but this is also a sign about Jesus and his ultimately his destiny. He's, he's going to be at odds with the religious leaders, and this is going to end up leading him to be crucified for us. You know, this means our ancient way for our modern day. There's, there's many different applications we can pull out of this. We, we, can, we can sit and, and think through what are the religious traditions or the religious laws that we follow that are not, uh, that are not biblical. What are, what are the places where we lay things on top of the Bible that aren't what God has actually instructed us? I think that's a worthwhile exercise. I think maybe some of us need to stop and say, well, what is God doing in this world? And, and should we be paying attention with, with compassion to what God is doing? Or should we be kind of like curmudgeons in the way we approach? Like, oh, you're messing up, right? This makes me remember that, that we are called to be people of grace. The reality is we're, we're called to be people that are holy. But, but sometimes when people are engaging with Jesus, their life is not clean. Their, their life is not fixed. They're going to be rough around the edges. They're going to break our, our expectations for behavior in church or behavior around us. Let's be careful. Let's be careful not to uh, side with the, the religious leaders too quickly and be like, well, you're doing it wrong. Let's be careful to understand what God's doing in someone's life. Even as we might say, well, let, let, me, let me help you figure out the right way to go about this. Now, a handful of different ancient ways for our modern day, but the ultimate one is to see that Jesus is. He's the one who heals. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. And that ultimately, this is aiming Jesus at his crucifixion on our behalf. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.